This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season two. It's episode 72, Cubs, September Swoon. Don't forget to listen, download, review, most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter. Instagram, fly the W on Facebook, email Crowley and I, fly the W670 at gmail.com. And Crowley, I'm not even going to ask how you are because, uh, as the title suggests, Cubs September swoon. I'm good, Dustin. I am good because, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, you talk me off the ledge here, buddy. Well, it was the last night game last night, and as tradition, we had the 31st annual burning of the ball at Ball Hawk Corner. Well, so I'm glad you brought that up because I was wondering what the heck that is. Please explain to not only our listeners, but to our co-host. Yes. Uh, every year at the end of the year to give thanks to the baseball gods for a successful season of uh, ball hawking and catching BP balls and home run balls. We give thanks. Everybody uh, in the bleachers signs a ball. It gets soaked for about nine innings. And then when it's over, the ball is then sacrificed to the baseball gods. So if you right now are subscribed to the score YouTube channel and to our playlist, I got some pictures up here of the ball being burned ceremoniously. We had a lot of great people out there. Uh, Bleacher Jeff, my tie guy, uh, ball Hawk, Dave. We had uh, Miguel Esparza came by. Um, we had the South Bend crew uh, was there. So I, I have, I have a feeling that the Cubs are going to go on a run after we have now appeased the baseball gods. Soaked in? That 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 thing is soaked in kerosene and gas. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it was Malort or, or what you guys are up to out there. All right. So we wouldn't we, waste the booze we've burned, on that. We've burned, we've burned a ball, and uh, we've got that going on. But let's, uh, let's walk through this one. Game one, you were supposed to go to this one. This was Tuesday night, Javier Assad. Yeah, boy, I'm sure I'm glad I traded my ticket for that one. Um, you know, after an awful road trip, the Cubs are looking to turn their fortunes around against the Pirates. I was excited to see that after being with the team since September 1st and having only one at bat, Alexander Canario would be getting a start. Javier Assad was on the mound, and he had struggled with control the last couple of times out, and it looked like the struggles would continue after a lengthy rain delay. Brian Reynolds walked, and Key Brian Hayes singled with one out but he got Jack Swinski to strike out and Joshua Palacios to line out to strand the runners. But then in the bottom of the first, Nico would walk and Dansby Swanson, who is just came off a very cold road trip, hit a two-run basket shot, and the party was just getting started. Bailey Falter came in to pitch to the second, so they were a little trickery with their opener. Christopher Morell walks. Patrick Wisdom doubled to score Morell. 
Canario grounded out to advance him to third, and then Nico hit a sack fly, and the Cubs were up 4 nothing. That now, was feeling Brian pretty good Hayes, at that point. Gotta be. Brian Hayes homers at the top of the third, and that was the only blemish on Javier Assad's night, as he would go five innings, gave up five hits, one run, eight Ks, and one walk. A nice bounce back after a couple of rough outings. It helps when you have run support, Dustin. And speaking of run support, Saya would answer uh, Key Brian Hayes' home run with a solo shot of his own to make it 5-1. to one. He continues to swing a hot bat. The Cubs added one more in the sixth when Ian Happ led off with a walk, advanced to second on a Morrell ground out. Patrick Wisdom would pop out for the second out, and then, after looking understandably rusty in his first two at-bats, Canario doubled for his first MLB RBI, his first hit, and that made it 6-1. to one. But Dustin... We've been asking the Cubs to please tack on some runs, and boy, did they ever in that eighth inning. Jan Gomes leads off the inning with a hit-by-pitch. Ian Happ grounds out. Morell walks, and then PCA walks to load the bases for who else? Alexander Canario waiting for his opportunity, and he made the most of it. He hits a grand slam. According to OptiStats, Canario is the only MLB player to hit a grand slam and drive in five plus runs in his first career start since RBI became a stat in 1920. So pretty, pretty nice. Uh, yeah. Pretty nice night, Tuesday night for the young man. That was really cool to see. Uh, too bad you weren't there. I watched it from my couch. <laughs> I'm guessing you watched it from your couch. So uh, let's keep yes. uh, walking everybody through this one. Cause it was one to remember. Yeah. Nico and Dansby would then single and then Cody Bellinger hit a three-run home run to make it 13-1. to one. And, you know, So we were worried after he had a cold road trip. That home run made the Cubs the third franchise in MLB history to hit 15,000 home runs. So congratulations, Cody Bellinger and the Cubs on Amazing. that one. Amazing. Jared, Jared Young would hit a triple to drive and say it to wrap up the scoring, and the Cubs led 14-1. to one. Twelve batters would come to the plate. The Cubs would hit for the cycle. They would hit two home runs, including a grand slam. And Dustin, we brought up this stat before. The Cubs have scored at least 10 runs in a game for the 23rd time this season. The most in the NL, second most in the majors. It is the fourth time in franchise history that the team has played at 10 or more runs at least 23 times. And the first time since 1935. Well, let's hope that uh, that can continue as we uh, head down this uh, home stretch. So game number two, Wednesday, David Hall calls it win day. Justin Steele on the mound looking to earn a Cy Young. What happened? Well, you know, when we talked about it on the last podcast, it was supposed to be a Ty Young start, and they decided to move him to give Justin Steele three more starts. So he's good to go for this one one against the Braves, and he'd be able to finish on the last day of the season in Milwaukee if needed. Um, unfortunately, you know, he continues to look gassed, and he was pulled early in this one. The Cubs struck first, you know, with Cody Bellinger doubling to lead off the second. Dansby struck out, but then Saya singled to left. Uh, Bellinger would score to put the Cubs up one nothing. But Key Brian Hayes cut off the throw from Brian Reynolds, and he threw it out. Uh, throughout say at first he strayed too far off the bag and Dustin these are the little things that we're talking about when you're look, talking about a losing streak you know you got Keller on the mound a great pitcher you got the wind blowing out you cannot continue to give out ba- uh, give up outs on the bases especially they've been doing like that Keller. and they've been doing that all season long this that is nothing new they have been awful on the base pass overall after a bumpy first se- uh, inning, Steele seemed to settle down and was cruising with the Cubs leading one nothing until the fourth inning 
when the wheels fell off. He gave up Dustin six straight singles, right? And so I went to take, I went back and I took a look at the inning and Key Brian Hayes leads it off with a first pitch single, but then Steele had Connor Joe at 0-2. He had Jack Sawinski 2-2. He had Jared Triolo 1-2. Henry Davis 1-2. Um, Paguero at 1-2. He was ahead of all these hitters, but he could not put anyone away. The slider just wasn't working, and, and they just continued to fight it off. He had to throw 32 pitches in the inning, Dustin. Yeah, it was a bad. It was a it was a bad inning. It was a it was a bad night, just uh, just bad. I mean, it, it's it was it's been really hard Wednesday and Thursday. Really hard nights to be a Cubs fan. Right, and, and so he doesn't record a single out. Ross pulls him for Jose Cuas. Um, is that I mean, the move? So is Quas is Quas the guy you want to be going to at that point? This is these are where these little things, where the the internet and, and social media, Twitter specifically, that I look at. I mean, they're killing Ross. And this one, I'm like, really, Jose Quas? I I just I, I honestly feel Dustin at this point in time, it doesn't matter who comes out of there; they're all gassed. That, that, that's the issue. But uh, any chance of Steele Cy Young ended on the mound that night? Uh, the first batter he faced that Quas faced with two outs with two on no outs bunted for some reason, but the next batter, Joshua Palacios homered. The Cubs were down seven to one. Hayden Wesniski would replace Jose Quas. He gave up a two out homer to Jared Triolo and the Cubs were down eight to one. So you're down eight to one. Justin Steele's knocked out of the game. Mitch Keller's on the round uh, is on the mound. No shot, right? Well, the Cubs made it interesting. Morel um, homer the beginning to make it eight to two. Cubs proceeded to load the bases with one out for Ian Hatt, who hit a grand slam. The second Cubs grand slam in consecutive games. And now you got a ball game. The Cubs are down eight to six. Wrigley Wrigley's is rocking. Yeah, man, it was rocking. Came through the television loud and clear. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. But after that amazing inning, the Cubs needed the all-important shutdown inning from the pen. Mark Leiter comes in to replace Wesniski. He lets the first two runners reach. He gets Brian Reynolds to ground out, but a run's going to score to make it 9-6. to six. He gets Key Brian Hayes to fly out for the second out, but then Leiter gave up a two-run homer to Connor Joe, and the Cubs now trailed 11-6. to six. They would add one more run in the... The Cubs would add one more run in the sixth, and the Pirates would add two more in the ninth off Daniel Palacios. But the Cubs would lose this one 13-7. to seven. Dustin, the Cubs scored seven runs on 12 hits. Ian Happ was two for five with a grand slam. Cody Bellinger, two for five with two doubles. And Miles Mastrobani went three for four with two doubles as well. But the offense was three for 12 with runners in scoring position. They left seven men on base. And that's look, the stat that matters. Three for 12 with runners in scoring position. Seven guys left on base. That's part of the problem. But the bigger part of the problem really was the pitching, Dustin. When you score that many runs... You should be able, you know, you should be able to. If you score seven runs a game, you should be well, able. Part to of it win is that. when the runs are scored, right? That that also that also factors in. But you're right. When you score seven, you should at this point, and you're the Cubs, and you're playing the Pirates. I think that's also part of the equation. You should go on to win that game. Yes, you should. 
Right. Steele gave up six runs. Quast gave up a run on a home run. Wisniski gave up a run on a home run. Leiter gave up three runs on a home run. Palencia home gave run, up home two run, runs. Home run, home run, home yep. run. Just not getting it done. And, and, and we need to talk about that, and we will shortly about the pitchers right now. So that rolls us into game three. The Cubs need to win this series. They got Kyle Hendricks out on the mound in potentially his final start at Wrigley Field. Yeah, like like Yogi Berra, this, this felt like David uh, deja vu all over again. Uh, the Cubs' offense made another mediate let another mediocre starter shut them down. Johan Oviedo went six innings of shutout ball. Dustin he gave up four hits, five walks, five Ks. So that's nine base runners, Dustin, in six innings. But the Cubs were 0 for 10 with runners on bases against Oviedo. No, you know, this awful. Is I mean, you know, we go back to Theo. The offense broke. Right. Nico hit a one-out double in the first. They couldn't get him in. The Cubs had two on in the third when Ian Happ struck out swinging. Cody Bellinger would walk to load the bases, but then Dansby Swanson struck out to end the threat. Cubs had two runners on. He looked bad on that strikeout, Crowley. Bad. Awful. The Cubs had two runners on in the fourth, and they couldn't score. Uh, The first two Cubs reached in the fifth, they couldn't score. I mean, just the wasted opportunities that they could not cash in on was ridiculous. One after another. Kyle Hendricks looked good. No problem in the first two innings, but in the third, Connor Joe let off with a single. But then Brian Reynolds hit one to Dansby Swanson. Gold Glover, best defensive shortstop in the league. He makes Dustin a crucial error. Ball gets by him. Now you have two on and no outs. He gets the next two batters out, but with two outs, Miguel Andahar doubled and the Pirates were up 2 nothing. They added one more in the fifth on another RBI by Miguel Andahar, who had himself a nice game. Yeah. And the Cubs were down 3 nothing. Hendricks would go six innings pitch. He gave up three runs on seven hits, but only one of them, Dustin, was earned. He struck out five and walked two. So, again, he gave you everything you needed to win this game. Absolutely. He's been, he's been rock solid down the stretch overall, rock solid. After Oviedo left the game in the sixth inning, the Cubs offense came to life. Ian Happ hit a one-out single, advanced to second on a wild pitch, moved to third on a Cody Bellinger ground out, but with two outs. Dansby Swanson singled to drive and have to make it three to one ball game. Unfortunately, in the top of the eighth, Brad Boxberger couldn't get the shutdown inning. He gave up a walk to the first batter. He faced Jared Triolo, got the next two pirates out, but G Juan babe tripled to make it four to one. And then Connor Joe would single him in to make it five to one. But the Cubs came fighting back in the bottom of the inning with one out Gomes walked master singled and Talkman doubled the score. Gomes Cubs are down five, two. Nico Horner's up, and Colin Holdman throws a wild pitch. Master Buani scores to make it 5-3. to three. And then Nico would ground out to score Mike Talkman. We're only talking a one-run game, Dustin, 5-4. to four. Right, you think but maybe, just maybe. Little magic in the Wrigley air, but the ninth inning was heartbreaking. Dustin, we kept saying, where's Julian Merriweather? Well, no, we got we him. We got Julian Merriweather game. last night. Oof, oof. <laughs> he oof. walks Brian Reynolds to start the inning. Then he gave up a double to Key Ryan Hayes. Ian Happ throws it to Nico, who throws a strike to Jan Gomes. Reynolds out in the plate. Gomes alertly throws it to Miles Masturbuani at third, and now they have Ray uh, Hayes down in a rundown. But Masturbuani's throw to second goes into the outfield, and instead of a double play, you only have one out, and now you have a runner on third. Merriweather would walk Jack Sawinski and pitch hitter Joshua Palacios would homer to put it eight to four. Dustin, I can't believe Master Buani threw that one away. Yeah, and, and you know he's supposed to be in there for defense, right? You can't, you can't possibly, you can't possibly have Christopher Morel playing third base because you need to have Master Choli 
playing third, and I'm goofing around with pronunciation of his name right now. You got to have him in there. That, that's unacceptable. And he hasn't he hasn't played all that much. So I don't want to hear about he's tired enough. Right. The Cubs had one last chance to pull this out. David Bednar comes in. Cody Bellinger greets him with a double. Dansby Swanson with Homer. Wrigley is rocking once again. The Cubs trail eight to six, and there's nobody out. Seiya Suzuki uh, works a three-two count, and the umpire, the home plate umpire, who wasn't that bad in the game, Nate Tomlinson, no outs in the ninth. You just scored two runs, three-two count. There was a ball that was probably three, four inches high, and he called Seiya Suzuki out. And Seiya Suzuki's been getting screwed on these calls all year. Where, Dustin, where's David Ross to argue to advocate for his player? Yeah, he should have been out there on that one. There's no doubt about that. It was like, you know, the umpire looked like he was ready to go home. And in that case, it looked like Ross was ready to go home as well. Unbelievable. I was so irritated about that. I'm like, come out there. This has to stop with Saya about him getting these crap ass strike three calls on him. And and it was just ridiculous. And, you know, this is this is what David Ross had to say about this miserable series. That's the fourth series in a row that the Cubs have lost. Four series in a row that they've lost. And this is to the Pirates. And they lost one to Colorado, two teams that are just garbage. Here's what Ross had to say. Got to play better. The offense is there. You know, that's, you know, not a good team. They just took two out of three from us, uh, or not our caliber team, I believe. And um, the guys kept fighting. That's what they do. And some things didn't go our way late. we gotta got to be better in a lot of aspects of baseball. And uh, come back tomorrow. Got nine left. Thank goodness. we got to play better. The offense is there. You know, that's you know, not a good team that just took two out of three from us uh, or not our caliber team. I wanted to replay that. Nine left Crawley, nine left Crawley, and today is tomorrow. So let's go. You know, I I put that, I left that clip to play again because he, that was a Freudian slip by, by Ross. He said the truth. They're not a good team. He later on kind of corrected himself and said, that's not a good caliber team. They're not the same caliber. He tried to back it up. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but that's the truth, Dustin. And he talked about the offense being good, and the offense has been good lately. It's been the it's when part of it though again is when you get the runs right, and, and they got a bunch of runs in the second game, but none of it was timely runs. So there is some those numbers aren't crystal clear. Just just hanging crooked numbers on the scoreboard doesn't mean that your offense was good. If I told you before the series that the Cubs would score seven, 14, seven and six runs, you would have taken it all in a heartbeat. Well, sure. Of course. But again, each game is its own entity. Yes, but I would have yet to answer your question. Of course I would, but each game is its own entity. If you're going to tell me that every night the Cubs are coming back from four and five down, that makes it different. Right. Never playing, never playing for the lead. Oh yeah. They didn't quit. Listen, they did not quit. David Ross is correct about that. They did not quit. Well, I will say this right here. I wanted to kind of pull this up here. And this to me is mind blowing right here. If you look at this, um, this is the pitching in the last seven days. Assad looks good. Hendricks looks good. Daniel Palacios has a nine ERA in that time. Palencia, period in the last... Palencia, Palencia, Palencia. Let me help you out there. Yeah, Palencia, nine ERA. How about let's go with Drew Smiley has given up two runs. Uh, we we have uh, Justin Steele, 18 ERA in the last seven days. Uh, Jordan Wicks, he only has one start. I'm not going to count that. But you talked about Jose Cuas, 675 ERA in the last seven days. Brad Boxberger, 540. Hayden Wesniski, 13.50. Mark Leiter, 9. Julian Merriweather, 11.57. So that is just absolutely 
stunning, Dustin. Stunning. Yeah, not not good. And the and the pitching is, you know, pitching and defense is what has gotten the Cubs to this point. So I don't want to uh, defecate on them too much, but uh, just not good enough.